Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, John, the last time we talked was right after the draft and before free agency began. So we have much to discuss here. And where I want to begin is with the news that the Atlanta Hawks have acquired Bogdan Bogdanovich. The Kings decided not to match. And so I haven't really had a chance to talk about that too much. And the Hawks are, of course, uh, your hometown team. So uh, what aspect of that do you want to hit on first? I think one of the things that's important for people to realize is that it's not just the acquisition here. It's the fact that the Hawks are replacing such shitty players from a year ago with average to good players. And you really see this, the part everyone forgets about, they traded for Clint Capella. He never, he didn't play a game for him. Uh, so that takes like the worst center position in the league from last year and makes it probably league average or above this year. And then you're doing the same thing on the perimeter where you go from Vince Carter as your backup four to Danilo Gallinari, and he's probably going to play a lot of minutes across multiple positions too. Uh, wait, and wait, then ba- backup four? You think Gallo is not that, even going to start, huh? What they are, what they are seem to be saying right now is that Gallinari will come off the bench behind Collins. And uh, I'm interested to see how this works in practice because I, I agree, you do not play Gallinari at the three, right? Yeah, like you already have Trey Young. No, like, you don't. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'm on board with that part. Uh, I, I mean, I think I think they are going to try it though. Like, I, I think it'll fail, but I think they are going to try it. I mean, I guess if you get to the point where, like, if DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish are playing the way they played a year ago offensively, that maybe Gallo at the three is still your best option. Well, um, I mean, if you look at the roster they have now, DeAndre Hunter like might not play. Like, legit, legitimately, might be like the eleventh man because I yeah. think Reddish had kind of moved ahead of him by the time the the season stopped. And then you look like Herter's still there. He's he's actually useful and is going to play. Chris Dunn is the backup two. Gallinari, Okongwu's got to play. Rondo's the backup one. Hunter's your 11th man at that point. Yeah, really. They've got a lot of guys on this team. And I that's where my biggest concern comes from. I mean, let's, let's talk first about just like how good they are. But I also mm-hmm. then want to shift to just like how it's going to be so weird from an emotional standpoint for this team. Yeah, sure. Um, So certainly they are the eighth best team in the East. I I think that's pretty clear. Can they get to a level above that? And because there's seven, I think, legitimately pretty good teams in the East this year, right? When you look at Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, Indiana, Miami, Philly, and Brooklyn. And so Atlanta, I think, is definitely eight. Are there teams in that first seven that they can get ahead of? Could they move ahead of Indiana, maybe? Will Toronto take a step back this year? Could they move ahead of them? You know, getting into the top five. Uh, I'm still maybe a little dodgy on that. I just don't know if they're going to be good enough defensively to really kind of get in that tier. I might know whether they're going to be good enough defensively. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I love I love making that joke. Whenever people say, I don't know if like, you know, some bad thing is going to happen. I'm like, oh, no, I think I know. Um, but I, I mean, they could be a wonderful offensive team, I think. Yeah. I, I, I And I think Bogdanovich has long been underrated, although given the contract that he got, perhaps uh, not not in the end and i'm just i really this is definitely one of those ones where you're wondering if there are enough balls to go around now and yeah if uh 
Bogdanovich and Gallo are just going to shoot the ball around Trey Young. Like he he chafed at not having enough help, but he also got to have the ball every single time, which yeah. was much to the chagrin of some of his teammates. But in his defense, his teammates couldn't do anything. Yeah. So now he has teammates who can do something and they want to play him off the ball more potentially. Like he's a great catch and shoot guy, but hasn't had a chance to get some of that game going. Are they going to install a more egalitarian system now? Are they going to do more like DHOs and swinging the ball from side to side, less pick and roll? What does that mean for John Collins, who's going to be out here trying to put up numbers to get his rookie extension? I mean, it seems it seems impossible at this point that they could agree on a rookie extension, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's still the thing I'm wondering here is, are they going to trade John Collins for a three and D wing? Right. I think yeah. that's the question you have to be asking yourself because you are you have Clint Capella there as your rim runner. You drafted a Kongwu. And on the other hand, you still don't really have a starting three on this team. Uh, you know, maybe there's still an opening for Reddish or Hunter if they improve on their on their rookie year. But that I, I certainly don't think that's something you're you're banking on when you're when you're kind of in a, a little bit of a win now mode. And even like even with that second group, I I still think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be Bogdanovich probably will play some with that second group and have the ball in his hands. And then it's going to be, well, you're no, going to have, I mean, but they, they also have Rondo and Chris Dunn as yeah. well, right? Like that's where's, uh, how many minutes is Rondo going to play? I just, I'm very, and Lloyd Pierce is on thin ice and Trey and Lloyd don't like each other. And they just brought in Nate McMillan, who most people would say is probably a better coach than Lloyd Pierce. Yeah. Na- no, Nate, Nate McMillan is unquestionably the interim coach in waiting there, right? I mean, like, I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah, but Nate isn't, you know, one of the criticisms of him in Indiana was that he didn't kind of get down and dirty with the players from an emotional standpoint and kind of shepherd them through everything. So it does, it seems like there uh, is a lot of players stuffed into this box now and guys are going to be unhappy. Collins, Chris Dunn could be a free agent. Is he going to play? Uh, you know, he's got to kind of have the ball sometimes too, or he can't shoot at all. Rondo has always kind of made waves when he wasn't in a real winning situation situation and he has to play but he's also not going to be that good in the regular season so i'm uh rondo was gallo should be starting over collins and he's not going to yeah yeah well i mean supposedly they told gallo this straight away so maybe maybe that one's okay so rondo is the one that i i was kind of troubled by because there's only so many minutes behind trey young to begin with and then you're you already have chris dunn like you don't you actually don't have much shooting with that second group and i just wondered if shabazz napier would have been a better fit there and i'm sure he could have got him for the same money oh 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 yeah they could have got him for the minimum apparently because he's still out there <laughs> yeah uh, exactly exactly yeah um i call him shaz though are you okay with that or, or is that a, D- danny wow. danny doesn't like when i do that but, i've uh, never heard that one yeah like like calling a charlie chaz except it's, it's chaz. <laughs> i get it now okay <laughs> that's good okay uh but 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 anyway i mean hey like tony snell could be like their best option at the three at, at this point too right given the way hunter and reddish i think i think chris dunn's gonna better, i think chris dunn might end up starting at the three because they need somebody on the perimeter to guard the best player on the other team. Oh man, I think that would be shooting themselves in the foot in the foot to do that. Particularly to, if they're not starting Gallo as well. I mean, it, like granted, it'd be nice to have some defense, but uh, I, I mean, to me, the theory of this team is we're going to be a top five offense in the league, and you know, if we can get up to number twenty defensively, just because we have Clint Capella, that's that's what we're going to have to try and do. Mm-hmm. Also, I think Bogdan Bogdan is not too bad defensively. I think he's actually underrated. I, I, we you and I might disagree on that, but. Uh, uh, I think he's. I think he's a passable option. Who is who is the guy who's guarding Jason Tatum when they play Boston? You know who uh, who is guarding the number one perimeter option on the other team? I mean, it's got to be done, right? Or Reddish? I mean, if he yeah. can stop turning the ball over, yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, and and Reddish, you know, kind of he. The whole idea of him was that he can do more than just stand in the perimeter and shoot the ball as well. They just they got a lot of mouths to feed, and if it if it doesn't if this mix doesn't gel right away. Lloyd Pierce is going to be gone. I think that seems pretty clear to me. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on everyone there. I mean, they have a very, very open about, they've been very open about, you know, wanting to make the playoffs this year. And here we are. So it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, the Collins situation bears watching. Uh, what happens? Who's who's the fifth starter and how that works? I think bears some watching. And then, you know, Hunter, like if Hunter doesn't play, like that's a situation, I guess. But 
he doesn't really have enough status in the league or enough accomplishments to be like making waves if he's not playing either, right? So yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that's right, but it's still, uh, yeah. I mean, there don't seem like, they don't have just like any end of the bench vets. I mean, maybe that's Solomon Hill who's going to just be mm-hmm. there and be like, hey, I'm a, I'll talk to this guy who's upset. I know I'm not playing. I've been there before, young fellow, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, so let me ask you this, like which of these moves would you have done and which would you have not done if you were Atlanta? So when I look at the Rondo move is the one I clearly wouldn't have done. Uh, I thought Chris yeah. Dunn was a tremendous value. I think he's a fantastic defensive player. Um, I think Gallinari and Bogdanovich were kind of the two best players they could have realistically gotten probably. Yeah. And so sometimes that outweighs the specific and, contract. And value. probably frankly, better than anyone, uh, than anyone they could have gotten if they rolled their cap space over to next year, for example. Yeah. I mean, they got like, not only did they get the two best players they could have gotten. I mean, that's probably what the, uh, is that the maybe two, of the four best guys who realistically were going to change teams this offseason yeah probably yeah i mean if they weren't gonna bring out the bag for gordon hayward sure yeah and i i um, think yeah. i would rather have this combo than than hayward at 30 a pop and then and then they didn't even get their asses kicked on the gallo contract you know it's it's two guaranteed years and five million on the third so if his injury stuff comes back they you know they have a bailout there uh the the bogdanovich they restricted free agent you sort of have to sign a bad contract but they they had so much room i mean they there was just for, for them to be competitive this year like that that was probably the right play even even with that being maybe a not great contract so i would i would say the rondo one is the one that is the one that bothers me i think that you wanted to get somebody who brought you uh more more shooting more offense with that second group when young is off the floor and maybe fewer problems if he wasn't playing as much as he hoped yeah, and someone who you know has been good at some point in the regular season in the last five years. Well, that's the other thing. Like you're paying for playoff Rondo, but your goal is to max regular season wins with this team. Now they did give him a 750k playoff incentive, which might persuade him a little more to parlay some of those playoff Rondo nights into regular season Rondo. I guess that's a hope. But I mean, they, and it's two guaranteed years for a player who's pretty long in the tooth too. So I that that was the one yeah. I really questioned. I mean, I know they gave him. 750,000 like whatever 15 percent times 7.5 million is what they should have gave him <laughs> yeah <laughs> playoff, playoff post. i mean it would have been unlikely like why the hell not yeah 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 you're right it counts yeah it counts as an unlikely bonus as long as it's not the the last guy they signed with their yeah. cap room which he wasn't and you're right they could have gone from 750k to 1.075 i think and added the full 15 percent yeah I, I mean it's, it's not that big of a difference but uh it, whatever it was i would have wanted to max it out yeah. that's for sure yeah, totally, totally. Um, how about from the Kings' perspective? Would you have matched uh, on Bogdanovich? So I think one of the things you have to do in a front office is anticipate what all the other teams are going to do and really talk about what your potential responses are going to be. Because they went from getting from turning him into Dante DiVincenzo, which would have been a very reasonable proposition, I think, uh, especially when you talk about the salaries involved, to basically getting nothing for him at all. And I, I think you have to have enough of these conversations internally where it's not like, okay, we got the offer sheet now. What should we do? Like you should already know what your plan of action is going to be uh, or what your walk away number is. And that way you can you can respond more proactively and generate sign and trades if you know this guy is going to get beyond the number that you think is fair. So the thing I always wondered about is that if they did match this, Atlanta was completely high and dry and one of their few outs would have been trading for Buddy Heald. So basically... Well, I mean, they all, th- like, they already have Herder, right? Like, is, is Buddy Heald really that much of an upgrade on Herder in the end, given, especially given Herder's youth? Uh, yeah, yeah, I kind of think... I, I, I mean, to, like, Heald is such a bad contract. I, I I heard that floated around. I just don't think that Atlanta would have done that. Okay, okay. But, like, or, and, and I mean, I think any Heald contract is going to, uh, and... Uh, any healed deal would have to involve like bad salary of a similar length going back. So I'm, and maybe, maybe they really want to rehabilitate healed. Who knows? Built bar is the first protein bar that doesn't taste like it came from the inside of a sawmill. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew and yet still low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber. Great for a keto diet. For example, their peanut butter flavor, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. Carbs. They've got cookies and cream, cherry barcia, coconut almond, and the old classics, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, German chocolate, double chocolate, orange, mint brownie. They really taste great. It's an awesome way to quell your hunger before a meal. 
get a quick jolt of protein right after you work out when you're on the go, and you can even get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKDOWN and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at builtbar.com. What's up, sports fans? Matt Peck here, host of Locked On Bulls, and I want to talk to you really quickly about another excellent podcast. Huge Fan is a new SiriusXM original podcast where stars talk sports. Each week, join host LaChina Robinson as she chats with your favorite celebs about childhood sports memories, game day rituals, the most heated rivalries, and more. And this new season features huge names like Anthony Ramos from In the Heights and Hamilton, Pat Carney from the Black Keys, Mel C, that's right, a.k.a. Sporty Spice from the Spice Girls, and even actress Michelle Williams talking about her love for our very own Chicago Bulls. Huge Fan is a fresh way to connect with your favorite artists, actors, and personalities about something we all understand, fandom. Huge Fan is now out on Pandora, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And don't forget to follow the show or subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens in SAC now. I mean, they definitely they have more flexibility going forward. Uh, I don't know if uh, you know. There's been a lot of talk that they'll sign Hassan Whiteside. I th- I still think they need somebody who's like a real two three. Um, you know, someone who's kind of bet- between Heald and Harrison Barnes on the positional spectrum. They they drafted Robert Woodard in the second round, but he's really their only true small forward there. Justin James, I guess. But again, this is these are guys who aren't going to play, right? So uh, they they still have some work to do if they're actually trying to win this year. Well, and that's actually the biggest reason why I wouldn't have matched in the end. I thought it was very close to me. A lot of people are saying you just you should have matched. You can't let the asset go. Look how much demand there was for him. They could have traded him. Number one, guys have the most value when teams have cap space and they can just sign them. And it's just funny money. And it's we got to do something better. Like yeah. it, throughout the course of the year, your market is going to narrow, right? If if the Hawks were floundering and well under five hundred, maybe they're not interested in Bogdan. Uh, all of a sudden right so and who i'm not sure who else was interested in bogdanovich at that price just to get, or maybe he just doesn't play as well or the kings themselves aren't doing that well you know when you know that you can trade the guy in the off season that can go wrong if you resign the guy uh you know not not a, all the time is it going to be we match and then we move the guy to the nets a, a year later like they did yeah. with that alan crab but here's the kicker to me mm-hmm. the sacramento kings don't have enough talent on this roster in the long term they got basically deer and fox and that's it right now huge question mark with marvin bagley and yep. healed is already you know 32 or whatever so <laughs> is that the metric system <laughs> yeah yeah so so everyone else in the west is trying to win this year if you bring back bogdanovich you're probably going to be ahead of a bunch of these bad east teams again this is a great draft if you can kind of be like okay hey we're not going to make the playoffs this year expectations are lower you can also kind of rev up the tank a little bit earlier if you need to and get up there into the top seven or eight worst records and get a good draft pick and get that second guy they need that second guy there's no other way they're getting him except the draft it kind of seemed like they were chasing the eighth seed but the competition for that is now so fierce that if you can zag and go the same direction as oklahoma city i think you're you're in much better shape now with this supposedly awesome draft to get and there's a bunch of wings in this draft too that's what they so desperately have needed is a good wing i i I think that to me is the kicker of just they to be able to actually like get up there to the top of the draft they keep bogdanovich i think they're probably too good for that yeah so i too too good for that and yet still not nearly good enough right so keeping keeping him is the move that gets you from 28 wins to 33 right so the the soft tank is the better move play you know start playing out the games uh maybe move on from Belitza at some point maybe trade Rashawn Holmes at some point and kind of try try to get that guy for you know for the future going forward see what you can do with those Heald and Barnes contracts which are just total golden handcuffs right now not even golden well golden for them not so golden for the Kings golden for the golden golden one center handcuffs how about that um and uh that that's probably the best way to play this hand 
Okay, next thing I want to talk about here is the somewhat surprising news that Bam Adebayo did in fact sign his rookie extension. It also has escalators to get up to 30% max if he makes All-NBA this year or Defensive Player of the Year. We had been told that the Heat were going to hold off on 2021 cap space being used. They cost themselves about $12, $13 million in cap space, and now they in all likelihood wouldn't have room for a full max contract for Giannis Antetokounmpo next summer. So what's going on here? Well, it's interesting because Adebayo and Giannis have the same agent. So you can read this one of two ways, right? You can read this as uh, the agent, Alex Saratzis, told Miami that, look, Giannis is going to sign the Supermax with Milwaukee, so you might as well give my guy his his max right now. Uh, and so that he did it. Or you could spin it the other way and say he told them, if you ever want a chance of my client playing for the Miami Heat, you better freaking give this, this other client of mine his max right now and not make him wait. So you can read that one of two ways. Certainly, uh, the the thing you really want to do if you're in the Bucks front office is wage a low key media campaign to get Bam out of bio, named to an All NBA team next year. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. Um, well, okay. So this is a quote given to Barry Jackson, who's very plugged in with the Heat uh, mm-hmm. down in Miami. Or, or this, this isn't a quote. This is a quote from his story on the Adebayo extension. Okay. A source who knows Adebayo well said he would be more impressed by the Heat giving Adebayo the extension now than asking Adebayo to wait a year for the purpose of making it easier for the Heat to acquire Adebayo. Mm-hmm. New paragraph. Adebayo and Adebayo are friends and share the same agent, Alex Serrat in particular when that's literally the next line of the article i'm guessing <laughs> i'm guessing that serratis might have been the source there just just throwing that out there yes 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 so it seems like i mean what miami really set themselves up to do still is to trade for him rather than sign him outright uh with they have 50 million dollars worth of player options for ne- team options excuse me for next year uh so it's one of those deals where if they know before free agency starts that they're getting him they have the pieces to just do it via trade. Uh, and obviously, they would have to throw a lot of cherries on top of that Sunday. But that that is, I think is the end game they were trying to set themselves up for with the deals they did this off season. Now, obviously, they still have the flexibility that they gave themselves with those options to do if there's another deal that comes up in season, or if there's another player that comes available who maybe you know they they don't have to go quite as far into cap room, but maybe you know a twenty five million dollar guy or something they could probably get to that it seems like. So they, they gave themselves a lot of optionality beyond Giannis, but they've also set themselves up where Giannis isn't completely out of play. It's harder, but it's not totally out of play yet. So as of right now, I have them with 26 million in space. If the cap goes up more than anticipated, my projection right now is the minimum goes up the minimum 3%. Mm-hmm. That's what the league's projection is as well. Giannis's max is 33.7. Now, if the cap goes up, Giannis's max also goes up, but only 30% as much as the cap does. Yeah. Uh, now you could, and they may actually even have less space than that because Duncan Robinson and Kendrick Nunn will probably hit the starter criteria. Yes. And basically everything Everything, everything other than KZ Akpala's guaranteed 1.8 million is something you probably don't want to be getting rid of, right? You got Precious Achua's salary as a, as a rookie, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo's max. Um, so there would be some pain if they got rid of some of those guys. Starting at 26 million, that's enough below the max that I'm like, hmm, that's, I don't know if, the, like, because it occurred to me, hey, what if he just does, you know, a one plus one? We've seen KD do that. We've seen LeBron do that. These absolute AD might do that this year. These absolute super duper stars who've changed teams in their prime at 26, 27. Those guys feel very comfortable just taking a one plus one. They know even if they hurt themselves, they'll have the the money again next year. So he could just do the first year, take a little less, get 120% raise and get a four-year deal off of that the next year if he really wants to come there. And he's already taken less than the max in Milwaukee under somewhat similar circumstances and you know LeBron and D Wade and and Chris Bosh did the same thing in Miami as well and Miami certainly has a reputation for taking care of guys who take less to help out their flexibility so I don't think it's crazy of all these guys like that he you know has to get the absolute max you know this is not late career LeBron who has something to prove every time he gets a contract that like yeah I have to get the most that I can for business reasons like Giannis I think doesn't necessarily care about that Mm -hmm. yeah so as long 
you raise a good point because if they could get to basically 80% of what the 22-23 cap will be, then he's taking a haircut on the one year, but then he's basically signing a max after that. And I think once you factor out the state income tax, he might still come out the same. So uh that that is a possibility that's still out there i don't even know if they can get to 80 percent of of his max it's going to be tight right yeah i mean that they, they may have to jigger some things around a little, a little bit there they none none in akpala they can move on from with little pain hero obviously oh man i mean what a, what a nasty team that would be though if they uh if well they the other thing together, is can you know can you get close enough that you do a sign and trade with just 10 million in contracts you know can sure. you get close but, yeah. Yeah, but who's that. The, even that though that 10 million is uh still hero or it's Adebayo hero and none or is Butler the problem or yeah. Or, yeah. or duncan robinson you know yeah. maybe duncan robinson would be a but um this is what i want to ask you next i mean obviously toronto still kept their space open dallas opened up even more space uh i mean the fact that bam shares the same ages as Giannis may have complicated things a little bit in miami but bam really wanted to get paid uh very self-serving for saratis to put it out there like oh yeah by the way Giannis, Giannis will really consider it more if you pay this other client of mine <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. So, so who yeah. knows whether that's really true or not? But what's your feeling now with the holiday trade, the Bucks giving up three first round picks, two of them their own unprotected, two unprotected pick swaps to get Drew Holiday, but then the Bogdanovich things falls through. I mean, there's some of these things where you're like, okay, yeah, he's definitely taking the supermax. Like clearly, Milwaukee wouldn't do this deal for Drew Holiday with all these totally unprotected picks, like literally unprotected, right? I mean, yeah, which they kind of had to do just because to fit in all of these deals uh or all of these picks because they had other picks out in the future as well and they they needed time for them all to convey and make them unprotected but you can say they would never have done that if they didn't know the supermax was coming yeah but i I don't know if he's gonna sign it still what do you think the odds are he signs it at the point from the makers of built bar comes built go combining energy gel with collagen protein which is fast absorbing plus easy on the stomach they've also got beta alanine b3 honey and a kick of caffeine to help you concentrate and get going built go is the best workout gel on the market it's like five hour energy without the same crash and it comes in three delicious flavors chocolate mint chocolate coconut and peanut butter honey visit builtgo.com and use the promo code locked and you'll get 20 percent off your next order use promo code locked for 20 percent off at built go.com let's go david harrison here the locked on washington football team podcast celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to dave's killer bread i don't know about you guys but when i eat pizza i eat it for the toppings not the crust and when i eat a sandwich it's for what's inside the bread not for the bread but when i throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds thin sliced bread from dave's killer bread it is the epitome of addition by subtraction that thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste killer texture killer nutrition a subtle sweetness and a seed coated crust dave's killer bread is america's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store so people who are plugged in will tell you they still think there's really good chance he does sign it but these other three teams their actions tell you that they think there's a good chance he will not sign it because i at the end of the day i don't think teams are making all these moves for victor oladipo right they're doing it to make a run at Giannis. i know there's other good free agents out there there's rudy gobert there's a couple other guys but like Giannis is the guy you do stuff like this for i mean miami went to the finals last year and rather than being all in for this year they basically kept all their options open to get Giannis, right so that's that's the thing that that you only do if you think there's a decent chance and you think that player uh has a chance to make a huge impact for your team which obviously Giannis would so and i i wrote about that in my story for the athletic yesterday that uh you know these this was such an unusual free agent market because the player who dominated the market in some respects was not a free agent this year but you had four different teams basically if you include the knicks um set up their entire free agency plan around the idea of Giannis next year 
Yeah, I noted that it would be amazing four-dimensional chess if Giannis just waited to sign the Supermax until uh, Miami and Toronto forewent these opportunities in 2020, and then they just signed it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like just because yeah. just that's yeah. their competition in the East. But Yeah, I, it, would, I, it, would be like, it would be like Kawhi last year was sweating out the Lakers, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that didn't end up working. Uh, no. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, it just, this Bogdanovich thing was such a screw-up, and it was so incompetent that... That I, I I certainly would advise him not to sign it. We'll put it that way. Like, there's no reason to sign it. Like, he's gonna get paid. He can still sign that same contract he next can year. Say, that's the thing that that I mean, logically, he can sign the same contract after the season. So why would you do it now when you can wait and see how things play out? Maybe there's an injury. Maybe there's a trade. Maybe there's some other team he decides he wants to play for that isn't one of these teams. So he's gonna have a lot of power next off season uh, if he doesn't give it away too quickly. Basically. Basically. So, and and I just think in his situation, you know, if you're like these other players who signed extensions, it was smart business for them because maybe they get injured or whatever, and it's life changing money. But Giannis is already at the end of his first max contract, and almost no matter what happens to him this year, he's getting another one, right? So, yeah. I, I I think in his case, you wait until after the year, and and that's the more logical way to play his hand. Yeah, and if there were something truly catastrophic where he just couldn't even play again at all, I'm sure he has insurance. For for that as well so yeah it, and the maybe one thing that's been posited was that the bucks would say to him hey sign the supermax now and if you're not happy later we'll trade you um what and that that is something that could happen what, what do you make of that argument uh i the, i could see that argue that conversation happening yes um and you know it would it would have to be something you know it'd be a little bit of a heart to heart with the owners i guess uh and but i just i i definitely could see that conversation that that actually seems somewhat realistic to me yeah it also just seems like is Giannis really the guy who cares that much about getting the super max now like does a does he even care about having you know another 40 million dollars when he already have 250 million dollars you know pr- probably yeah. not doesn't seem like that kind of guy to me doesn't seem like the kind of guy who wants his ego to be the highest played paid player in basketball i don't think he cares about that kind of stuff so this idea of like well you can lock in you get your money now and you could still get traded to your destination later um and he can always i mean he's going to be 28 when he's eligible for the 10 plus year max and he can get a four or five year deal of the 35 percent max then anyway like it's only a couple of years worth of getting 35 instead of 30 for a yes. guy like him it, ironically the guys who it's really going to matter for are your russell westbrook's and your john wall where you're like yeah you know what i guess i wouldn't be able to get that money later so i better lock in now <laughs> before they realize that like i'm going downhill yeah absolutely <laughs> what else do you want to talk about from this uh, this free agency uh i'm what do you think of the pelicans so danny and i did our off-season grades for them yesterday and struggled with them quite a bit because the drew holiday trade was an absolute master stroke particularly now that bogdanovich has fallen through and 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 even i would say that even if Giannis resigns you know drew holiday is 31 brooke lopez is older Middleton. Chris Middleton is older. Like this team, and they're so locked in, they don't have any other assets to improve now. Yeah, okay. Hey, maybe you even get Giannis to stay, but like, are you a championship contender two years from now? I don't think you are, unless there's some major move that we don't see coming that happens. And, and two, so, of, two of these picks are at the end of his next contract. Right. And, the, and they're unprotected. So yeah. that's, I mean, this really, like getting that kind of an upside, you know, we're not talking about the LA Lakers here. Like if Giannis leaves, they're going to be bad. Um, you know, and they might try to get, you know, get up to being the 10th seed or something like that. Also, just because of the new lottery rules, even if it, they're finishing, you know, with the ninth worst record every year, one of those years could very yeah, easily end up. Go jack and they've got four unprotected years of mm-hmm. controlling Milwaukee's draft. I mean, that is yeah. that is awesome, right? That's absolute A-plus possible return from Drew Holiday. They had the commitment to move him. They didn't try to, to keep him around and, and chase the A seed this year, or I guess now the 10th seed with the, mm-hmm. the play-in. Playing in the West can be fun, by the way, as a quick aside. But yes, so, so that part is awesome. And then I thought the Steven Adams thing was absolutely asinine. I completely agree. The A, why are you giving up a first and two seconds for, for, for almost any five in the NBA. B, 
Well, you're playing this guy next to Zion? Like, you you already have no shooting. Uh, and the, the marginal difference between him and Favors and the contract Favors signed, like, I, I don't get it. I, I just don't get it at all. Favors might be better than him. Now, Adams is healthier, but, uh, like, mm-hmm. Favors to me is better defensively than Steven Adams. And then why didn't they put uh, Melly in the deal uh, and get rid of some of these cap handcuffs they left themselves with? Uh, that, that was the other part that was bizarre to me. Yeah, I, and I think when you consider all the extra stuff that they had to do where it was OKC had to pay his trade bonus because once you if you decline a trade bonus, then you can't extend in trade. And then they also have to now pay a guaranteed salary for Cheatham and Kendrick Williams. You actually might stick there. And uh, and Josh Gray, you know, you have to get OKC to do all this financial stuff. That's some of probably of the compensation that mm-hmm. they ended up having to pay to them. But I think there, there's two things that I thought really were bad about this, or I guess three things. Number one is the price that they paid. Uh, no, wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Four things. Okay. <laughs> Four all things. right. <laughs> Number one is the price they paid in the trade. Mm-hmm. Number two is the price that they're going to be paying Steven Adams. They now are out of the cap space derby basically for next year. Um, you know, they could have even potentially extended Lonzo and still had room to get another starter. They still need another good wing on this team. Yeah. And then I think they got the player wrong because I think Steven Adams is way overrated and I think he's slipped a lot. Like he's just got a lot of mileage on him, even though he's a little bit younger. Yep. Uh, and then number four, the fit with Zion is terrible. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And but, like, do you think that Steven Adams is this like great defensive player? No, he's okay. Like he's an he's, he's okay. An, he's an okay, you know, starting center. Uh, but yeah, I just didn't didn't think there was any reason. Like, certainly he's overpaid for what he is. So when you're giving up a first and two seconds to get a guy who's who's a negative salary and doesn't really fit with the building block for your team for the next you know however many years. Oh, oh, and and they gave up George Hill too. George Hill was like a top three six man of the year for me last year. Like, I think George yeah. Hill is better than Stephen Adams, and he's paid less. He's yeah. older, but still. Yeah, yeah. They they should have kept George Hill. They should have traded uh, Redick because he's on the final year of his deal, and they would have gotten stuff for him. And they could have kept George Hill if they wanted to be, you know, if they were if they were really trying to be competent this year. Instead, Oklahoma City's going to move on from George Hill, I'm sure, and get draft picks coming and going, just like they did on these other deals. Uh, yeah, I, did, I didn't get that part at all. They... If they had put actually, if they, I mean, if they had put Reddick or Bledsoe in this deal, it would have been a lot less convoluted too. Because now you're playing Ball and Bledsoe together with Williamson and Adams. Is it, like, is that your starting five around Brandon Ingram? Is your only guy in the starting lineup who can shoot? Yeah, that I mean, Ball is a little bit better, but yeah, that that doesn't seem too great to me either. I mean, on Reddick, if they couldn't get a first for him, then I understand keeping him around for like the leadership stuff and because they desperately need some shooting and he he's a Stan Van Gundy guy so the, yeah if but if there was a first out there yeah absolutely they should have moved him um so here's another thing too i i and we can use this transition into another topic but remember when you drafted your center of the future last year at number eight <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of a uh, lo- lo- lot of uh, changes of direction here with teams who picked in the lottery a year ago. Uh, well, we've uh, and I mean just to finish up with New Orleans first, like they they drafted a guy in Jackson Hayes who doesn't fit with sign either. He was terrible last year. They obviously don't believe in him because they just signed a starter over his head mm-hmm. at big money for the next three years. Yep, and so that's like kind of a waste. But like that was one of those ones where it's like this didn't make sense to begin with to get this guy at number eight who can't shoot who's going to play next to Zion and is also incredibly raw I just like that was a decision that never made sense in the beginning and now after a year of Jackson Hayes they certainly have come to the conclusion that uh yes. he is not going to be good enough anytime soon um but yeah then the rest of this 2019 top 10 teams are giving up on them already too it seems yeah I mean obviously we talked about Atlanta with Hunter and Reddish where I, you know that like I, I do legitimately think like Hunter may, may end up just not playing much at all uh we'll, we'll see how this all shakes out there yeah. it's and it's, they traded so much to get exactly. that guy too exactly 
Yeah, yeah, that was uh that that was the trade with New Orleans. Yeah, they I mean they took on a bad contract and they gave up uh they gave up a future first I think to move up a few spots. So uh, so it was eight seventeen a future Cleveland first that was going to convert into two seconds two Cleveland seconds that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Uh, and then it was also the pick that became uh, Didi. It's thirty five, right? It was eight seventeen yeah. and thirty five. Yeah. 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 That's and rough. they had to take on Solomon Hill's Solomon Hill. thirteen million of of yeah. dead money from last year. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, for for a guy who's going to be maybe their their 11th player this year. Again, we'll we'll see, but it's not it's not looking real good. But I mean, you see it you see yeah. it with these other teams uh too though. I mean, Jared Culver's name is coming up in trade talks already. Um you uh I'm, I'm trying to think these you know, I struggle to remember the names of some of these players they did so little in the um, in the season. Well, so uh I mean, maybe you could put Rihachimura in that category as well. They just drafted oh. another guy at the same they, position yeah they drafted over the top of him and they and they paid uh you know they paid Bertans, uh who was theoretically his backup last year uh you know 80 million dollars so i if if they're legitimately trying to win with wall and beal back this year i don't see how they can start hatchimer again no that and I, I mean honestly i think as much as you weren't a fan of avdia i think avdia is going to be better than rui hachimura this year because he at least has some feel and some defensive versatility I, I their shooting is probably about the same i'm guessing yeah yeah but we'll, not we'll a, get a good not idea a, of that in preseason not not a really high bar there but yeah i'm gonna i'll go ahead and agree with you there uh by, by the way are you excited for the most important preseason ever the most important preseason ever yeah what why is that like actual like preseason game oh i see like just to see just to see actual yeah that'll be fun that'll be fun especially like no for summer these, league yeah so we have, like all these rookies we have no idea how they're gonna look you've also got three games basically for these teams to like gel and get back in shape before the season yeah. starts like this is gonna actually i'm gonna be watching as much preseason as as i can hook it up to my veins john yeah no it's like the uh <laughs> this the scrimmage games in the bubble right yeah yeah exactly <laughs> can exactly. we will, will the nuggets start five centers again in the in one of these preseason <laughs> games please can we get that oh man uh, so yeah, so th- there's him, and then uh, I mean, th- what they said in New York was that they wanted to build around R.J. Barrett better than they did last year with this new regime, and I don't think they're really doing that. No, no, not not at all. No, the uh, is. Do you think that's an indication that they the new regime doesn't believe in R.J. Barrett, or just an indication that they don't know what they're doing? I think it's probably a, a mixture of the latter, and that just managing the cap stuff was the bigger. Problem priority for them and they're just not that they're just not that worried about this year in general but but it's so weird to me like you know damian dotson to me they just let him go yeah and he was a better fit than like alec burks or somebody or or austin rivers exactly yeah yeah these guys who need the ball in their hands and and uh you you really want guys who don't need it can space off and like i thought that dotson acquisition as low level as it was was a good move by cleveland to have him play with colin sexton because you you know if you can't play somebody who also needs the ball with sexton right so yeah. you know dots is going to play this space the floor and play defense and and you know probably be able to fill that role a little better let's talk about charlotte gordon hayward yeah we, we, got, we got probably like 10 15 minutes left here yeah um uh, severe overpay obviously and i thought they needed at least one more year of taking their medicine and doing the um you know, hoarding draft picks, using their space, doing more of what Oklahoma City is doing uh, before they really got back in the business of uh, of of trying to go nuts on on winning right now. But it, I mean, that's always been Charlotte's mo, right? Can we just please get the eight seed? And I, I think because of that, they the tenth seed, the tenth, well, the tenth we seed we now, yeah, yeah. It's the the play the playing game is is leading to more excitement now in the NBA. Yes, and I I just. I still don't think they're good enough to get there. I think they spent all this money to win 30 games instead of 25. Uh, so I, I have a hard time getting excited about this or getting on board with the reasoning. Uh, was really excited to see uh, what LaMelo Ball can do there. And I sort of, the one part I sort of understand is like, now you have somebody who can be sort of the offensive fulcrum and, and let Ball yeah. more evolve into what he's going to be rather than have yeah, to be the man from day one. They can at least hold Ball accountable uh, yeah. to some degree now which he just has never had in his life. But he's also a guy who needs some rope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, maybe totally. you give him that rope in twenty-five yeah. minutes a game instead of thirty. Yeah. Now, I now if Hayward, if this contract also he's also playing for their esports team, I, th- I think it might make more sense. 
<laughs> oh man uh so and, and we'll see what happens. we don't know whether there's going to be the batum stretch or they're going to move him i would recommend that they it, like if you must do this mm-hmm. please stretch him don't give up assets like don't right. give, give up, up a, a first, first round, round pick. pick to do this as well <laughs> exactly exactly because I, they... I mean we we the, the whole reason this hayward thing is happening supposedly is that their cap space isn't valuable so now you're going to prioritize future cap space and give up a draft pick instead like that's the exact opposite of what you should be doing in, in a small market. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, if you look, they're at 31 million in room next year right now. So, um, and, th- and that's with Batum's stretch on the books. So I, j- I just don't see what the urgency would be to do to do a deal there. Um, you know, the, the only thing I would say, is there a contract they can trade for where, I don't know, somebody who's who has debtor money at, 23 million you make the trade and then you stretch the the that contract i'm, I'm trying to think of what contracts yeah. are like well, that. Or well even out uh, there. let me ask you this would would you consider doing batum for buddy heel oh if you're if you you no, you can't because you still have to stretch the contract to fit hayward unless you're going to trade cody zeller or, well, well so it, you'd have had... to do like you'd have to do like batum batum and zeller for healed and like somebody who makes eight million dollars i think yeah well i you, i think you could get there because yeah batum Healed makes like I don't know. I think he's his captain would be like twenty two or something after he missed his bonuses. Um, and they were uh, to start off. Hayward's going to make twenty seven point nine. You know, if you moved off of one more guy like Malik Monk or something, if you could move off a of Malik Monk in a separate deal, um, that like that, then you probably could get there as well. But anyway, that's probably too speculative right now. But um, yeah, yeah, that would be an interesting I, I, one. Yeah, that's yeah, actually I, an interesting I, I trade. Consider, yeah, yeah, because then after that, like Buddy, I'll have three years left at around twenty. But like, and I see like buddy to me makes sense in charlotte because then you know you, you just got good shooting spread pick and roll help Lamelo develop yeah yeah plus that buddy ball uh marketing slogan be good um but yeah the idea of bad teams stretching guys we saw it in detroit too like the the whole idea of stretching is the present is more important than the future we have something that's so game breaking by right now and we can become a contender by doing this right you stretch ryan anderson so you can do the jimmy butler sign and trade that's when you stretch yeah to stretch when you're already bad it just doesn't make any sense to me like they're these moves aren't putting them over the top for anything with detroit at being the other one yeah you you like these detroit moves huh well this is the way i'm kind of thinking about it actually if they had just not signed Plumley, mm-hmm. then they wouldn't have needed to do the deadman stretch du- by the way Dwayne deadman might just be better than mason Plumley. <laughs> like they could have just traded tony snell for Dwayne deadman and had Dwayne deadman be a center be, this year be he, he spaces the floor yeah, yeah right yeah. like he can let blake griffin go in and kind of bully ball yeah a little bit and let um, killian hayes do whatever he's doing yeah sure and they yeah. still could have given grant the same contract and they even at that point they might have be or they rather than uh you could also have potentially retained christian wood and signed uh jeremy grant as well you know they they, they probably would have had because they started off with 30 million in space um yeah they didn't they didn't really need to do this ariza deal either and like that was pretty ugly to vaporize 12 million in space for ariza they did turn him into right who i think can play for them a little bit but uh yeah, letting Wood go is weird. What do you think is up with the Pistons? Like, do you think they just never made Wood an offer? Do you think the new regime just didn't like him? Like, what do you think the story was there? To they didn't I trade just, him at the deadline. Yeah. Like, you sure as fuck should have traded him at the deadline if you're if if you weren't going to give him a good offer. Well, I mean, that was the, so that was still. I don't think the new regime was in place yet at the trade deadline, if I remember right. No, no, obviously uh, that they, they weren't. But uh, and uh, so I because th- I think the mentality was to keep him. I mean, he was their best. They gave they gave up their three best young players. I mean, between Bruce Brown, Luke Kennard, and Christian Wood, right? Like between this whole like convoluted Rube Goldberg scheme to uh, stretch guys and trade draft picks and do this and that and trade for guys who were more stretchable. Like they they gave up their three best young players so they could build a team around the Nuggets backup front court from a year ago. I, and I just don't get that. Um, 
it, it's just such such a such a weird kind of mess of everything they did. Yeah, I don't think they ever prioritized keeping Christian Wood, and you know Houston was able to get a pretty good deal out of it. They gave up basically a second round pick uh, to to put Christian Wood, and they changed a little bit of the protections on the first round pick that they were already getting uh, to turn to turn uh, you know the Ariza trade into a sign and trade for Christian Wood. So I, th- I thought that worked out really well for the for the Rockets, and I just thought yep. that was a giveaway by Detroit, especially when you look at what they ended up with instead. They ju- it was just so unnecessary. Um, I mean, they're not good next year, right? Are we clear on that, or or do you disagree? No, I mean, can they get to the eighth seed if Blake Griffin comes back and plays the way he did? Uh, was it two years ago? Uh, right. And and that's the absolute ceiling. So they they should be looking to trade Derrick Rose, I would think. Um, you know, let let Killian Hayes take his lumps this year. See what you have with him. Uh, instead, I think it's going to be more, you know, Jeremy Grant trying to be the be the man on a bad team, and it's going to be pretty ugly. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose are probably still their two best offensive players even now, but they're obviously both big-time yeah. injury and performance risks. Um, yeah, and again, this is another team that's kind of taking themselves out of the top of the 2020 draft or 2021 draft for no point, really. I mean, this is, this is a and Troy Weaver, I mean, is this the Tom Gores chase the AC? Because usually when a guy comes in at the beginning, he's got a little bit of a mandate where he can kind of rebuild a little bit. I mean, even Monty McNair is getting that for Vivek right now. And uh, it seems like either Weaver was like, no, we got to get good as fast as possible. Yeah. Or he was told to do so by Tom Gores, who yeah. is is a chase the AC kind of guy. Yeah, I don't think that's that's quite all there is. I mean, because if, if it was all in on chasing the eighth seed, I don't think they do that canard trade, which was just, yeah. I mean, that that to me was just the weirdest part of the whole thing. To to throw in four future seconds to turn canard into the uh, canard into the nineteenth pick, okay, that's fair. But then like throw in the four seconds just so you can get Roddy Magruder's more stretchable contract, which you ended up not even needed to stretch. Uh, like, come on, guys. The the four the four seconds was. I mean, I don't think we knew about those four seconds when you and I were talking about this. No, because it, it it wasn't announced until it came out in the press release, and everyone's like, "Wait, what the hell? We gave up four seconds too." What's the process behind that? Of like, why some things don't come out until the press release, but uh, but others do? Is that intentional by Detroit to just be like, "Hey, uh, Clippers, if we're gonna do this, you got to make sure that it doesn't get out that yeah, we I mean, gave you all these seconds when it's initially reported." Because that does just stick in people's minds of whatever it is when it was initially reported. Yeah, exactly. So teams will leak things out in a more favorable way. They virtually will never leak out if there's cash in the deal, and you only find that out later. Uh, sometimes. Uh, well, well, there is one exception to that. Yeah. yeah uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Um, the yeah, the uh, the four point six million dollars that Houston yeah. supposedly spent yeah. to uh to, to get a, a twenty twenty one Lakers picked up a cave number fifty two yeah that that's what the money was for um mm-hmm. yeah best um, value signings just a couple off the top of your head there Chris Dunn uh, I thought I think defense is always defense always costs less in the market than offense for whatever reason and I think he's a perfect example I I think he's one of the best defensive players in the league I think he's gonna help Atlanta a lot even if he doesn't totally fit defensively um I think uh, whoever signs Shaquille Harrison, <laughs> I think, is one of the best value deals. We'll, we'll see what kind of money he gets. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, you know, this is all such a whirlwind. I'm trying. I like the Baysmore deal in Golden State. I thought he was actually pretty yep. good once he got to Sacramento last year. Uh, he's even if he's bad, everyone loves having him around. So I, I thought yep. th- thought that was just kind of a good a good arrangement all around. Uh, trying to think of, I like the uh, Grizzlies deals for uh, Melton and Conchar. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, Melton. Your your system had Melton valued at like fifteen million a year. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, he's still so young that there's still a lot of, uh, or you hope there's still a lot of capacity for him to get better. So if he improves as a shooter in particular, then I think you have a starting two, uh, a pretty good starting two on a on a pretty good deal, right? Going forward as he goes into his mid twenties. So yeah, I'm a, a big big fan of that. Uh, Trying to think what else. Phoenix, I thought with Jay Crowder, I the value was like okay, pretty decent, but the fit was awesome, right? That like that was exactly the guy they needed. Yeah. 
Um, mine would be uh, Derek Jones Jr. Uh, on a two-year deal. I, I thought he should have gotten like a four-year deal for the full mid-level. I thought that was really good for Portland. I don't know whether he's going to start for them or not, but he is like a lockdown defensive player, and he's not a good shooter. But I mean, the only concern I have is like I would have liked his fit much more in say Dallas, you know, somewhere uh, that has a stretch five, which Portland doesn't really have. But yeah, I, I thought I mean that to me is is really solid value uh to be sure drew eubanks like some of these guys who came off of two ways yeah uh like drew eubanks i mean i guess yeah. that's just going to be three years of the minimum conchar yeah it's a three-year minimum for eubanks with the last two years non-guaranteed uh so that's a good deal Pirtle was a good deal he got less than the mid-level like if you're if you're new orleans yeah. like what why don't you drop a sheet on him instead of uh, instead of doing that yeah. Adams deal? yeah yeah but yeah and by the way new orleans also has like taken themselves took themselves out of the mid-level exception this year with the the adams deal as well yeah just all all minimums yeah yeah really so uh i mean obviously the lakers guys west matthews and marcus all i mean that's those are both excellent value yeah i mean i like those better than the harrell deal certainly like i i i just don't i the value was fine to give him the mid-level but he doesn't fit there like is trez ever closing a playoff game with that team no i i thought that was one of the worst like the opportunity cost of that signing they recovered because they did so well with gasol and matthews yeah but yeah i i hated that i I, it's and that seemed like kind of a clutch favor to me maybe i mean the gasol um it seemed like that might be one where he's getting paid two years to play one yeah that's a possibility that he just retires and then they they wave him yeah yeah that's interesting that 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 hadn't occurred to me but that that makes perfect sense it's um, the, the tim duncan Manu the, ginobili you know deal. Yeah. yeah um langston galloway in phoenix i thought Love was it. really good really yep. nice fit next to devin booker cheap yeah shoots the ball defends i mean he's the exact guy you want next to devin booker on their second unit if campaign can't repeat what he did in the bubble then you can throw galloway in there and get some good minutes from him and just let booker be the primary ball handler on the second unit yeah yeah i mean get galloway and uh etuan moore both um they got carter and sarge back on pretty good deals i mean other than that damian jones signing i thought they had a pretty good offseason and the jalen smith i'm sorry anything they did that didn't involve centers i thought turned out really well for them (laughs) what about ones that you really didn't care for okay (laughs) damian jones was not an nba player last year like i I watched the hawks in person like 20 times like what was that like even at a minimum like a a two-year minimum deal like what 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 are we doing here um sorry i just had that one top of mind yeah uh so that one was definitely yuck uh jeremy grant obviously uh i thought he was he was playoff guy uh you know who gets wildly overrated because his team makes a run in the playoffs and he's like their fourth best player um if that and i I thought that was a gross overpay by detroit uh your favorite player mason plumley uh did not like that contract i thought in general teams were really going overboard to pay a lot of centers who are going to be watching playoff games from the bench right like what was utah doing yeah, bringing or, or Derek from their house, back? one of the two <laughs> yeah right <laughs> what what was the deal with bringing favors back like you already know this doesn't work right well uh, okay so so I, I think there there's a couple of reasons for that okay um, number one he's insurance if rudy gobert leaves yeah i guess but i mean that's that's a year from now and like you know there's gonna be other players on the yeah. like yeah so i i mean i think there, there's more to it as well like they needed a better backup center he wanted to come back he was happy with the role um you, you know i think there wasn't anyone else on the market i think that they were going to be comfortable with with in that role so they at least got someone and now you could you can play Rudy Gobert 30 minutes a game this year you don't have to overextend him during the regular season instead of him having to play 36 minutes a game and their bench which was a big liability last year can become a strength they do get the insurance for next year and uh what else were what else would you have recommended they use their mid-level on right I mean if you if you were going to bring the band back together I would have done it on Jay Crowder I I thought they needed a big wing who could shoot I, I thought that was a much more pressing 
pressing need than getting another center. Yeah. Well, Jay Crowder may not have been interested in going there too. I mean, he, he did possible. get three years, right? Yeah. I, I mean, the, we, we do fall into this mistake sometimes of like, hey, why didn't you just offer this guy one more dollar than he got somewhere else? And he would have come there, right? Like it, sometimes it doesn't necessarily work that way. But that's true. Um, I, I mean, I, I think it just not knowing who else was out there for them. Like one of the things that came to mind for us when we did our mock off season a couple of weeks ago was, yeah, you know what? There's no money out there. And so everyone was like, this is going to be a really rough market for free agents. But even with no money out there, when you looked at all of the mid-levels that were available, there actually were more slots than there were good players. Like we we rapidly got to the point where I was like, man, there isn't anyone I would want to give a contract for more than one year at the mid-level to that's left and a ton of teams who still had that available. Mm-hmm. So I think to even get, you know, I think favors could be tradable on that contract as well, as long as he doesn't get hurt again. So I I, I, I was fine with that. It, it, like Danny was more on, on your uh-huh. point of view that, that, that they probably, but, but again, I think as long as the owner is willing to pay for it, like, and now they have a very, very solid eight man rotation. I think depth this season is going to be more important than ever keeping guys fresh for the playoffs. So I'm, uh, I, I was fine with that. I, I mean, I think just in a vacuum, the player in contract is good. Yes, he's a little bit of a luxury when you have Gobert, but then there's the insurance aspect. If Gobert leaves, they won't probably be able to get someone as good as Favors next year for the mid-level. I was okay. I, I thought it was all right. I, I see the other view for sure, but I, I don't think the opportunity cost was very high for them in the end. Okay. I guess, you know, if they hadn't also used their first on a behemoth center, I, I might be a little softer on them on this. I just, it just, it just seemed like a very 1990s approach. Yeah, maybe so. Um, And then maybe favors the starter and Udoka as the backup next year if Gobert leaves. But we'll see. I mean, this, these moves did kind of seem to augur that they think that they'll get something with him. But I'm thinking... If Rudy Gobert is seeing Gordon Hayward get 120 million guaranteed, my price just went way up. <laughs> that was a an unfortunate contract from the Utah Jazz's perspective, certainly. <laughs> yeah, I can't, um, can't argue let's that. Let's see if there were any others that that I thought were. Oh, really while weird. while we're on um, Utah, what did you think of Mitchell's extension? Well, I mean, they gave him absolutely everything. 15% yeah. trade kicker, 30% max. I think even just if, if he only makes a third team all NBA, correct me if I'm wrong on that part. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, no, that's and then the player option, which was, and that may have then led to Jason Tatum getting the player option yeah. as well. But man, I mean, if I'm, if I'm Memphis with John Morant or New Orleans with Zion Williamson, I am cursing the Utah Jazz right now for giving Donovan Mitchell that player option. Yeah, totally. I mean, the, and when you're in a market like that, I mean, retaining rights to players is everything. And so that you got to hold the line on that player option. You've given him everything else, right? He's not getting a better deal anywhere else. No, and perhaps it was the fact that the deadline is so much closer than it would normally be on July 1st. Like normally you could make him wait for three months like they did with Carl Anthony Towns and who ended up not getting the player option is a much better player at the time than Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Uh, and nobody cares because it's the middle of August and everyone's on vacation. Now though, you know, you bring him into training camp and he's already not under contract and the questions start, you know, training camp starts in like a week. So yeah, uh, yeah. May- maybe that's why there was a little bit more pressure to get something done now. But I think this could also just be the ryan smith over exuberant yes like these these are the same guys i've been fans of for a long time I yeah. give them whatever they want i'm gonna be the cool owner yeah yep and, I can and the, see that. the point of being the point of being the cool owner is then you get guys to commit there <laughs> right right well utah will not be a free agent destination because they gave donovan mitchell a player option yeah no I, I mean that's one thing that is just and jason tatum getting one too that's you know uh, if you think think about all the players who changed teams in the last two three years and how many of them did so because they got a player option on their second contract you see how much this shit matters yeah yeah exactly because it had it's not just the player option year it starts the clock on everything sooner in terms of guys pushing their way out and the leverage they have and whatnot yeah all right well this is fun man you uh have a happy thanksgiving and for everyone we'll be back at our normal time we'll do the twitch screen stream as well that's at 2 30 eastern 11 30 pacific on thursday so john and i will talk to you all then thanks so much for joining us and happy thanksgiving reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest but let me play devil's advocate here let's see so no that's a good thing uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem uh, reese's you did it you stumped this charming devil pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me 
Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.